0: I'm with my mom in Michigan, and when I came back to Michigan, I had a little money saved. But things were so expensive, man. And, you know, as as most of us know who's dealt with losing a person over time, you know, things can become pricey. So even though I had saved some cash... Um I needed to go make some more cash real quick because again, I'm living in three separate different places. I'm in Michigan at the time. You know, my life is in California, but at the same time, I just came from China, you know, So it's like I'm, I'm spread all out and, I'm, and, and and I'm spending money everywhere and I still get things I'm paying for and all this type of stuff everywhere. So um, I do this like theatrical thing, for a nonprofit in California. And that's always available to me where it was at the time. So I told my mom I needed to to go for a while because I needed to make some cash because like I said, it was so much money being spent from my sister and her kids and, and everybody, you know, for my mom's situation. So and I was one of the ones helping to cover many things. So I was I didn't want anybody to struggle in this, that, so I said, okay, I can go make some cash real quick. Because in LA, you know, uh, even though, but here's the bad part of leaving LA: you work so hard to get, um, especially as an independent person like me, you work so hard to get to people to call you and they offer you big numbers, relatively speaking, to come do something simple. But you know digital becomes more and more digital and so everybody got phones and everybody got all of the cameras just like you and so now it's more difficult to get the fast quick job to go shoot an award show and this 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 and at the time it wasn't even the award show season and and even though i was going for less than a full year and a half or something um it's still like time keeps moving man and so uh, just to jump in there and make you know make quick cash, just going to film some event or some party or some concert or something. I really didn't have that one at my fingertips right away. So I did the theatrical thing um, uh, up in Northern California for a while around uh, that time. So I told my mom I was leaving to go do that to make some cash. And I remember my mom was waiting to see my younger brother's daughter. She told me as soon as I see that baby, that's it, she's going to check out. She told me some things. She told me not to be angry with anyone. She told me don't worry about her. And then I just had to suck it up because all this is still I got. I felt better after the jungle, but this is still what I, what I didn't want to happen my whole life, man. And I know it's getting ready to happen. So I'm this is really important what I'm gonna say. So please take note of this one. So it's my mom and I alone in a in a hospital. She transitioned to a hospital in um Gross Point. So I forget the hospital name, but we're in Gross Point and um, I'm in there and she's in there. I didn't wanna leave my mom at all, but I know I gotta I gotta take off for a minute. This is around the end of September. So, September 2014. So, as I'm getting ready to leave, I tell her I love her and all these different kinds of things. And as I get ready to walk out, she says, you know, you're the one I asked for. And when she said that, I just froze for a quick moment, and then I left. That was no more words after that. It was just like, it's like the Ali fight against George Foreman. Right as Ali knocked him out, he's falling down. Ali could have punched him again. But the extra punch, it it would have been great to punch him again, but it was not needed. So to see him kind of spin down to the ground was just beautiful by itself. It was no more punches needed. And so when my mom said, you're the one I asked for, I, I said nothing else. She said nothing else. And I was out the door. Those are the last words I ever heard my mom say. But let me tell you that you do when I asked for a part. My mom said that to me a couple of times, but I was never the kid who wanted to stand out apart from my siblings because everybody felt a certain kind of way because none of us had our dads. And so me, I always wanted to feel like I'm at the bottom. If my brothers would or my sister would have been at the bottom, it would have been too hard for me to take. So I was comfortably at the bottom of my mom's of my mom's list of things <laughs> because I'm so pro-my siblings that I just like, I can take it. I don't want them to take it, but I can take all this stuff down here. I don't know if they can take it. So I never really paid attention if anything was said nice or, or good somewhat. I, even though I wanted my mom to say nice things and stuff, it, it, in a certain way, I just, I didn't want to stand out when it, when it came to my siblings like I stand out in other things like in basketball or cross country and stuff like that that's fine but with my siblings no you guys go first and then me i, I was always like that but i heard that she actually asked my dad for me the other not even chris my big brother she didn't ask for him he just showed up <laughs> no but But she asked my dad for me. And so when she say, You don't wanna ask for, that's what that meant overall. But even though, like I said, I heard it before, I never said anything about it. And and even it took me a while to tell my brothers like that's mama's last words. My brother's like, Man, I already know. She always say that. But she never said it to me, but yeah, she always say that. But you know, I never heard my mom say nice, so many you know nice things or something. When it came to me, I don't, I don't, I don't recall really, and I wouldn't pay so much attention anyway, really. Um, but those are the last words I heard her say before I went to California. So again, that was the end of September, and so I was working um, in LA for about a month. Just know, everything, like I said, some of the stuff, I I forget the exact timeline right now because I haven't read over my notes and I haven't been thinking about this stuff for a while. But but everything I'm telling you is 100% accurate as far as the truth, though. Um, So I will never forget this. Um, I was staying at one of my friends' house in Encino. And I told you, my whole life, I can see things, man. Like, I can see people. Like, I'm telling you, the sixth sense, man, that's really me. <laughs> like, just not, not all gory like that, but really, I. when I was a kid, I really saw people. And people turned them into ghosts for me, and I became afraid, but I really could see them. And nobody believed me. I told you the story about my great grandmother when she passed away. I knew before everybody knew. So many things I witnessed that I can't prove. I can't prove them. So what do you do? You can't prove it. Nobody believes it. So you just start a podcast. Right? <laughs> but it was uh, it was the night of October thirtieth. Mm-hmm. So, I I uh, fell asleep. I was watching TV, laying on the bed, and suddenly I just fell asleep. I had my laptop next to me. I'm not a phone dude. I'm not the person who always got the phone next to me. But I had my phone near me, but not close enough where, where it can really wake me up. So... I had my laptop next to me because I fell asleep writing something. Hmm. So I'm starting to dream. And I'm in this dream. I would never forget this, man. I was in an art gallery. And I was looking at all these beautiful paintings on the wall. And I'm looking around. And this is just this beautiful art gallery. You got hors d'oeuvres and drinks and all these cool things. And it's pretty crowded, man. Picture, what? what, I just thought of a movie. Uh, Crocodile Dundee. I forget which one it is, but when Crocodile Dundee is at the the art gallery. Yes, that just popped in my head. I haven't seen a movie in a long time, but I don't know why that just popped in my head. But it's similar to the Crocodile Dundee scene when he's in the art gallery. Um, So I'm in an art gallery, and it's a nice crowd of people. And I'm paying attention to the art. Suddenly, there is an image, a, a person, a spirit, a being walks into the dream. Now I'm dreaming. This is not a vision, this is not anything supernatural. It's just a dream. But the thing that walked into the dream was not a dream. So something walked in totally black. like it's like it's like a, a, a cloak over the head. It's all black. You can't see the face. It's just all black, all totally black. But this, this just because it's all black, it's not scary whatsoever. Um, and I'm talking about the color black. I'm talking about brothers, okay? <laughs> brothers, not scary, okay? We ain't black anyway. But anyway, that's a whole other story. But um, it's dressed in all black, and it's a real being. It's not. It's not a ghost. It's not a thought. It's, it's, it's this real thing that walks into the dream. Imagine you're watching a movie and then suddenly your brother just walks directly into the movie but he's not in the movie he just walks into the scene like what is you know what you know what on TNT inside the NBA on TNT so they have the the video the, you know the basketball highlight and then Kenny Smith walks into the screen so the, this the video is of the game so the game is the game and then they have it where he's green screen but he looks like he walks into the game so he's actually talking to the, the TV at the time, you know he's talking to the, the, the other pe- panelists at the time, but the game is being already been played. that's a highlight. It was similar to that, man. So this image just walks into the dream. And the image says, your mom will be gone before January and walks out. That was it. So again I'm, at, I'm in this art gallery. And everything is just dream. I know I'm dreaming it's a dream. There's nothing special. It's just a dream. And then the image walks in, and is that image is not part of this dream at all. It says, your mom's gonna be gone before January. And just walks away. It didn't scare me. It didn't it didn't do anything. It just it just once 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 that happened woke up, I immediately woke up. I immediately woke up, I grabbed my i. IP- I'm not my iPad, I grabbed my laptop. I went online. I still have this email to this day. My brother, my God, I can't stand when people write messages like this. My brother said, hey man, mama dead. (laughs) Like, what the hell, man? Like, hey man, what (laughs) Yo, you you can't write better than that. (laughs) Like, yo man, did you just write me this, man? And like I said, most stuff I can't prove, but that one I can prove. So it was it was it was Halloween. Halloween, October thirty first, two thousand fourteen. That's when I got the news that my mom left my ass hanging here. You know, uh, but instead of crying or something like that, or feeling so sad, I, what I saw, what I thought about was, what just happened? Because when that happened in that dream. I knew immediately my mom was gone. I knew immediately that my mom was gone. Even though it said before January, and here we are October 31st, that is before January, but I knew for sure she was gone today at that moment. I knew for sure. When I got my laptop, I did not get my laptop or my phone to check and see I picked up my laptop because I knew for sure I would have a message that my mom was gone. I knew for sure. <laughs> Whatever that was, whoever that was, I don't know. I can't say it's God. I can't. I, 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 I don't know what. But all I do know is that really happened. And when that image walked in, I knew for sure my mom was gone. Said. Before January should be gone. But I knew she was gone at that moment. As soon as I opened my eyes, not even a second after I opened my eyes, I opened up that laptop and when I when I as soon as I looked at in my inbox, I saw my big brother's name and basically said, Mama's dead. <laughs> like, man, you can't man, some people need need some classes, man. <laughs> How to write. <laughs> hey, you need a writing class, son. Public schools, man, let me tell you. So anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that really happened. That, that really happened like that. And so there I was dealing with the scariest thought of my life. And to turn out, it really wasn't the scariest because I, except for when I first saw her, like when I went to the, the funeral home, and where they had the viewing thing. Like, I was so terrified to go. I can't lie to you, man, I was, I'm a grown man, but I'm terrified to go, like. And this this place was like on the way to the church we used to go to when we were kids. So I passed by this place every Sunday of my young adult life, like <laughs> every single day. I mean, every single Sunday. We passed by this place not knowing that this is the place where my mom is going to be in, you know. Hmm. Oh, I have something else to say before I close this one out. So, I was terrified to go in there. I don't know, like I was just terrified. I would like, I can honestly say I was afraid to go into this place to see my mom officially laying there, lifeless. But I got somehow got the courage to go in there, and there's people in there. And I remember, I just stood next to her, in that damn thing. Uh, the whole time, there were people were checking her out, and her friends were coming and stuff like that. And I just couldn't move. I couldn't move. Leave my mom's side. But I was relatively strong the whole time. I didn't. I didn't really. I cried when I first got to that place, when I first saw her. And then after that, I haven't cried since, really, about my mom transitioning. And for me, that is a big statement because I thought I would be really whack and weak with, with this finally happening because I was tortured by it for so long. But somehow I had some courage, man, and some strength and I was able to do it. Like I said, people, man, age don't mean nothing sometimes. I don't care if I'm 90 years old. I'm a little bitty kid in my body, man. And it's no different than a little kid for me, seeing my mom like that. I don't care how old I was at the time, or this, that don't mean nothing to me. And I'm not ashamed to say it at all, because I'm a big, huge kid. That's all I am, that's all I will ever be. But I have no fear or no shame about saying I was a really a little kid afraid to go see my mama like that and um and somehow i was i was tough you know somehow oh boy so i'll tell you one more thing before i close this part out um my grandmother's birthday is like what is the day the day after christmas so my mom had passed away we had the services i think it was around november the beginning of november so i wasn't really into doing any of this stuff i, I don't celebrate the holidays anymore anyway myself i don't celebrate thanksgiving i've been stopped that um i don't celebrate christmas I, I just don't celebrate the holidays i don't stop anybody else because i'm not a soapbox person um But at the same time, I never really celebrated the holidays for the bad meanings that a lot of people, especially the Hebrew brothers, talk about. I just enjoyed my family. I didn't know so much about all the bad stuff associated with it. I just was enjoying my family time. I loved that part. But as I know, you know, the horrific things about Thanksgiving, there's nothing good about Thanksgiving, no matter what anybody says, and Christmas, and Halloween, and all these things. But I'm not the soapbox person either, because... All these things brought me joy when I was a kid, and I didn't look at them as bad and all that. The only difference now is when you know better, you do better. That's all. So I don't I don't judge anybody for still celebrating and stuff like that. However, for the most part, I don't associate with it. I just don't go to any of the events and stuff. But this one was different because Mama had just passed away, and people wanted to see me because, you know, I, I don't live in Michigan, and... I'm not there regularly, but for the first time and since I was in high school, I'm in town and everybody wants to see me, you know, Um, but I'm not standoffish. I know people want to see me. Um, I'm like the unicorn. So I know people want to see me, but I was just kind of like, man, I'm not really in the celebratory mold mode regardless of me not celebrating this stuff I just mm, not, not really want to go and so I remember my grandmother was calling me and and my sister and I were standing at the same house with the kids and they were calling us for some party and everybody's getting ready to go and people begging me to go because my grandmother wants me to show up and my aunties want me to show up and cousins and all these people and And I'm just like, man, I don't really want to go. So my sister takes off with the kids. And when they leave, I clean up a little bit. This, Once again, this is a true story. I promise you it's true. I can't prove it, but it's 100% true. So my my sister leaves and the kids leave. And then I'm cleaning up a little bit. And my mom has a, a front door and a side door. a back door at this house or it's a side door so i open the side door and i'm taking out the trash i throw the trash away um and then suddenly from behind our house like behind my mom's house there's a gate that separates her house and the person behind her house there's no alley so behind the house is the where the gate area was behind the garage i'm sorry behind the garage where the gate is there was a light this is Please believe me that this is for real. I'm not making this stuff up. Um, There's a light, a a physical light, a a real light, not a a make-believe light. Um, And it started coming up from behind the garage, and it just was floating up into the air. And this is what I can tell you what I thought it was. This is the closest thing. Around 4th of July, there's... I remember my auntie was the first person I ever saw one of these. It looked... It's like you can... It's like a little... Um, like think of it like a little house and you light it and it just goes up into the air. It's like a firework and then it, boom, firework, right? So this light was similar to that. It was soft and it rose from behind the garage and just rose up gently. And it just was going slowly. And, you know, I had just come from China, right? Around their new year, because I was here for the Chinese New Year when I first came to China, right? So between two thousand. 2013, 2014, that February, I was in China. And I know that they let off fireworks for New Year, not Fourth of July, but for New Year. And so there's lots of fireworks going on. But where I'm from, and like I said, I don't live in Michigan. I've been going for such a long time. But in Michigan, fireworks that's in the air is <laughs> it's not fireworks that looks beautiful. It's gunshots. So, But at... at You know, the day after Christmas, my grandma's birthday time, (laughs) excuse me, you guys, nobody's letting off fireworks like that. So my first thought was like, this is a firework. Somebody got fireworks. So I look behind the house, but there's nobody. There's no person back there to light that. Then I don't see anything else in the sky. There's no follow-up firework there. So I'm like, okay, fireworks is out of it. And as this is still going, it's moving so slowly and like right over me. And I'm just like, wait a minute, this is not a firework. What is this? I got my camera in the house and I, and I, I uh, start towards the door to go get the camera. Then I'm like, wait a minute, if I go get the camera to show Jennifer, my sister, when she come back, um, like what if it's gone? Like, and so I miss the moment and it's gone and it's pointless. But then something, not no voice, nothing. Something just tell me, no, just just look at this. So I'm just looking at this thing, float away. And I can't tell you that it, this is for sure or something, but it felt like my mom's spirit or energy or something. That's what that was. It was like floating away, and I got to see it. That's what I really equate it to. Was it a firework? I really doubt that because... Like I said, all putting put all the things because I'm a person who's trying to disprove what I think, because I don't want to just think some happy thoughts or something so supernatural. I'm not the dude who's trying to do that. I'm trying to do the opposite. I want it to be as real as possible. For me. And so when I when I when I look behind a garage, there's no person, there's nobody in that house back behind us. That's not a firework because as it get to the sky, it just kept going. There was nothing, no explosion, no beautiful thing shoot down. It was only one. There was nothing else in the sky. This happened. It took about mm, 10, 15 minutes before it totally, I couldn't see it anymore. It never stopped ascending into the sky. It just kept going. And it started from behind the garage and it just went slowly, especially when it was over my head. Like, not directly over my head, where as I look up, it's right in front of me. At that moment, it was going really, really slow. And that's when I wanted to go get my camera. Because I was like, nobody's going to believe this, man. Nobody will believe it. But I didn't get my camera because I started thinking I'm going to miss something. And then I knew for sure not to leave. And so was that my mom or her energy or her spirit or something? Maybe not. Maybe it was. I don't know. But that really happened. And so this is what I mean, like this journey, especially since 2013, has been, it's, I don't know, it's it's a beautiful thing, yes, yeah, it's, but it's, it's beyond beautiful because it's complex and it's challenging, it's difficult, but even these difficult things are really beautiful, you know, like uh, witnessing that and what I what I nailed it down to, I really trusted that was something to do with my mom. Um, Like, I witnessed so many different things. I can't prove them, you know. I can't show them to anybody. I can't, you know, I think, sometimes I think like a lawyer. I'm a lawyer in my next life or something, right? Uh, But really, it's like, forget what you think and all that. What can you prove? I can't prove none of this stuff, man. I really can't.